Welcome to Rad Rolls, Union Dispatch. We are a tabletop role-playing group that records actual plays of Modiphius's Fallout 2D20. The podcast contains mature themes present in the Fallout series with a dark comedy spin. This begins our first four episodes taking place in Fallout 76's The Pit with brand new characters. Let's begin in The Pit. Everybody, welcome to Rad Rules. My name is Dave Chaffins. I am the game master of this podcast. We are playing Fallout 2D20. It's the Fallout tabletop role-playing game by Modifius. Uh, as always, we are raising money for Extra Life. Uh, we're doing a big p- push this month. So if you don't know, Extra Life is a fundraiser through the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, and it's it's a great cause. It's a great opportunity to donate. Uh, and why don't you come over and, and see our page and uh, throw in a donation or two? That would be really nice. That would be really help. We don't make any money from this podcast. That's what we do. Um, so go ahead and, and give it a, give it a look up. It does some really great stuff in the communities. Uh, I think this year we're doing the New Orleans Children's Area Hospital. So give that a look up. Give that a shout out now. Today, we are doing a very special one-shot in four parts in The Pit, made famous by the Fallout 3 DLC and the Fallout 76 Expedition that's coming out uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, It's just a week or two away, um, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm sure other people are as well. Uh, But let's go around. Let's start introducing the people and let's introduce their characters as well. I'm going to start from my screen and read the backwards way, which doesn't make any sense. So I will start with Cody. How you doing? I am doing well. So I am Cody. Um, I'm going to be playing the character Timmy Dendron for this for this one off. Um, Timmy Dendron was a botanist pre-war. Um, he was a very nerdy individual, um, did a lot of work with ornamental plants. Um, unfortunately, uh, not a lot of those plants are still alive. And Timmy is very upset about that. He has been, um, in search of better places throughout the country, um, to find, uh, his true calling again and, and look for more interesting plants. Um, that don't want to kill him, as many do in the wasteland. Um, Timmy is also, um, how should I put it, uh, anti-confrontational to a very big fault. Um, and in this specific instance, he has been roped into a union um, simply because somebody asked him to join and he was too afraid to say no. I like Timmy. Uh, I like that he's into plants. I am very curious as to his reaction and, and being in a uh, dense city uh, where they make steel. Um, doesn't seem very connected to plants, but we will we will certainly see what, what Timmy's up to and doing. Uh, next up in my list, we've got Jared. Oh, it may. Hello, my name is Jared, uh, also known as Dr. J, also known as Lonnie Haybear in the uh, normal adventure that we play here. Um, you can find me at WSHU Blaseball as the voice of the Charleston Shooties. If you're familiar with Blaseball, you can also find me at Maximum Pew Pew, an actual play role playing game podcast where we play some Starfinder, 
some Tales of the Loop things from the Flood, other cool things like that. But tonight, and for the next four sessions, I will be cross a um, a ghoul that has some pretty pitiful conflict resolution skills, um, uh, known as Cross probably because of his demeanor as well as the fact that he likes to throw punches as though it's his job. He is a bit of a pugilist, and uh, his employment with the pit is likely for some honest money that does that probably would enable him to punch other people if he needed to. So that is me. That is Cross. I like Cross. I think uh, you originally pitched this character to me as a super mutant, and then you were like, well, that seems obvious. And then you chose the <laughs> ghoul, um, which, which I really appreciate uh, take, taking the off the off road with that one. Uh, next up, we've got May. How are we doing, May? Doing okay. So um, uh, my name's May. I uh, am a Gen Xer out in sunny California. And uh, I play entirely too much D&D and uh, video games. And today for uh, this uh, pit excursion, I am going to be playing a a self-aware Assaultron named Barb, Um, which you may at first think that her name is Barb because she has like barbed wire shoulder pads, like 1950s business lady shoulder pads, but mostly it's because her name is was originally Babs and she hated it. So she's just going by Barb. And um, she was originally uh, from uh, a part of, she was part of the responders in uh, Appalachia and um, traveled north to Pittsburgh with some of the last remaining survivors before the Scorch Plague wiped everybody else out. And uh, ironically, she took a job with the union trying to find some place where she could be helpful with a, as little risk of being destroyed beyond the point of being repairable as possible. I like uh, Barb. I, I like the idea of the Assaultron. I think that'll be, I think that'll be really nice. Yeah. And uh, she has a uh, grappling hook for a hand uh, that she uses both as a tool and as a weapon. Um, and she does have an eye laser, but she doesn't like to use it. It makes her self-conscious. Hmm. Next up, we have the host of that the Fallout feed, Dames the Game, Dames Who Game, I think is the correct version of that, and the United Wastelands Network, and a YouTube channel, and the million things that Jessica Starr does. We have Jessica Starr. How are you doing, Jessica Starr? Hey, Dave. Greets, everybody. Yeah, I'm wicked happy to be here. Um, I am Jessica Starr, and I do those things you said. Uh, you can find me at Sleep is for Tea on Twitter to keep up with all the things. Uh, I am a large Fallout fan, but I am not a tabletop role player ordinarily. So this is a little outside my comfort zone. We'll see how it goes. A character I'm playing is Janie. Uh, Janie is a survivor courier type. You may think courier, New Vegas. Not exactly. Her deal is her father was a uh, postal worker. And so she was actually raised in a mail sort facility in a big old sectional center where they took cover with a community there. Um, after that community fell apart and her father died, uh, she ended up living out of his mail truck and has kind of been working as a courier messenger, uh, tried to settle down, fell on hard times. So she is here at the pit to try to pick up uh, with her old trade routes, area knowledge, and work her way up to where she can actually be selling stuff for them. 
you know, working as a, as a supplier and provisioner, selling the merchandise, not just working on it. But she knows the area and uh, her actual skills, she's very melee-oriented and a people person. Yeah, I feel like the New Vegas Courier gets away from the courier-ness, so it's exciting to have a real courier here today. Seriously. Like, what did he have that made him a courier? Like, I, I don't know. A big sack. He, he delivered pain and, and some really terrible speech checks, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Part of what's, it. What's really funny is my brain, the first thing I went to is, well, if she was a member of the pre-war uh, post office, it means technically you are one of the last surviving vestiges of the old world government that exists in the Fallout wow. universe. You should look at it that way. Now, she was not uh, duly licensed herself. It was it was her father's. <laughs> she it wasn't was her father's licensed. Thing. But she does, speaking of unions, her father was big on the union, and she's got her APW, uh, APWU belt buckle. Aww. Her father's belt as her favorite trinket that she always wears. That's, That's awesome. Memory. I like that a lot. I like that. Yeah. I like that deal. Um, all right. Uh, while, we have a, while we have a second here, uh, Jessica, the character sheet i've assigned jobs to people um based on um what they have trained for so you all have been together for a month um and so your character seemed like the most uh capable of being a uh what did i call it on here grinding a grinder grinder. yeah so that means you get an auto axe and you got plus two to uh your melee weapons um and you got better armor too uh that kind of gets you another another bump up for uh for getting into some some down and dirty stuff. I don't know if we're going to get really into combat this session. Probably next session we'll do some of that. Um, and, and kind of kind of throw that out there. Now, let me do my little intro and we'll get with the program. In 1886, Carnegie Steel invented a new open hearth system for forging steel. This system made it possible to manufacture giant steel beams as well as armor, which the United States Navy took an immense interest in. Andrew Carnegie desperately wanted to grow his steelmaking empire, but he needed the most crucial resource, workers. These workers became disgruntled by the requirements of working long hours under poor conditions for very low wages. They decided that they have had enough and demanded better conditions for their employment. They formed a union and began striking to block access to the plant from the management and replacement workers that they had hired. Carnegie hired the Pinkertons, a private military group, and they attacked the steel workers. While seven workers died and others were severely injured, they held off the Pinkertons and forced their surrender. This caught the attention of the governor of Pennsylvania, and he sent in the National Guard to reinstall the Carnegie's administration in the steel plant. The leaders of this union of workers were charged with conspiracy, riot, murder, and treason. The union laid in shambles for several years as any threats to the production of military development were answered and subsequently squashed. It wasn't until the Second World War the steelworking unions across America came together to forge a new path together and with greater numbers came greater power. The subsequent years presented new technologies that relied on the steel industry. Giant missiles, robots, and even personal mechanized infantry suits. 
When the bombs fell, production halted, and as the residents of Pittsburgh and the surrounding area emerged, they saw a ruined bones of America. They came together and turned the steel mills back on to reinforce a new regime devoid of corrupt capitalist overlords, a union of the people and their work. In this new American wasteland, resources have become even more precious and coveted. The steel of the pit is coveted, and when there's a lack of a resource that cripples communities, there's often war, and war never changes. The orange sky of the pit beats through the windows of the bunkhouse. It's a small shack, but fairly well assembled out of reinforced beams and welded sheet metal. Your bunks provide immense comfort in comparison to the makeshift sleeping arrangements of the wasteland. This is your first day as a working crew at the mill. You all made your way here a few weeks prior and spent time shadowing some of the more seasoned workers. Due to the constraints of outside interference, the large portion of workforce that left the pit for a land deeper in Appalachia, you all have been on the fast track learning, as one does, all aspects of the business, with very little time to soak it all in. Now, uh, I would like to take turns again with everybody describing the physical appearance of their characters and also what they were dreaming about while they were sleeping, and we'll do it in the same order, so we'll start with Cody. All right. Uh, well, to me, Dendron is um, pretty scrawny. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he had a career before uh, the bombs fell. So at this point, he's he's quite a bit older. Um, and yes, he's very scrawny. He's got uh, uh, just a frazzled look about him constantly. Um, you know, it's from pretty much the second that he wakes up. Uh, he is uncomfortable um, being in a city, a dense city like this. He, he wants to be out back into the woods like it was before the bombs fell. So um, just imagine somebody who is perpetually nervous and you've pretty much got him. Um, I like to think that he was probably dreaming um, about being able to start a greenhouse again um, and and being able to continue what he had spent so much of his life doing before the bombs fell. Uh, next up, we got Cross. Cross is a ghoul. Um, he is um, pretty muscular, um, which is strange for a ghoul. I'm not sure how you really define that. I guess just a bit more bulky <laughs> than ghouls are. Uh, fists and arms sort of wrapped up, almost uh, like you would see a prize fighter, you know, have their um, wrists and, and wrists and fists protected. Uh, barefooted, um, comfortable clothing, and uh, for whatever reason, a cowboy hat. I'm not sure, you know, how that fits in the ensemble, but he seems to like it. Not sure. Um, uh, his dream, um, high school forgot his locker combination again um it happens every now and then doesn't matter how long you've been out of high school you always have one of those dreams you know you you forgot your books you forgot where your classes were just that i like it uh janie 
Yeah, so I actually put a picture of my character in my character sheet. I don't know if anyone else can see that. Uh, she is a brunette, uh, relatively in shape woman of with a 50s aesthetic. Uh, she wears usually slacks and flannel shirts and button downs with her armor over top. Very comfortable, very capable. Um, American as apple pie, really. And what is what did Janie dream about? What did Janie dream about last night? Um, yeah, no, just getting to work. Okay, I like it. Some nights are like that. Some nights are like that. Some nights you put the head down the pillow, and then you raise your head up, and then it's sunny out. And you're like, what happened? I understand. Next up, we got Barb. Uh, so, <clears throat> Barb, being a, a Saltron, uh, didn't actually sleep, but she was uh, in a corner standing up uh, in power saver mode. Um, she looks like you'd expect a uh, Assaultron to look, with the exception that instead of an Assaultron blade or a claw, she has a, um, a large, like, nautical grappling hook and a makeshift winch that has been attached to her arm. Um, the color of her paint is very much a, uh, like... It looks like it was originally supposed to be a bluish color, and it's kind of faded to a teal. It's it, it's kind of acid etched itself to a little bit of a green, but in spots where it's dented and scraped, you can see there is actually an automotive quality red layer of paint underneath it. So she's obviously been repainted at some point, and uh, not in the best shape, but obviously done with great care. There's a decal of a responder's heart with a uh, heartbeat blip uh, going through the middle of it that has been um, spray painted over her chest plate, although uh, it is definitely starting to crack and fade and, and become less and less legible as there's been no one to touch, touch it up in uh, uh, recent, uh, recent years. Um, and uh, even though she does not dream, she did spend some time before shutdown reviewing some of her uh, digital files, going over what she's planning to do today on the job. Do the Soltrons dream of electric sheep? That is a really good question. You're going to have to ask her later. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> everyone, please roll a perception plus athletics check for difficulty zero. What kind of die is that? So all the checks uh, at the top left of your character sheet, uh, you'll hit that uh, d20. And, and you sure roll you 2d20 roll. every time, two, yeah, unless you, you want to buy some. Yeah, 2d20 is kind of the default. Yep. Yep. That's it. We're doing it. Wow. We're doing it. Everyone got a success. Um, you. Yeah. Everyone kind of wakes up out of bed a little bleary-eyed. Everyone kind of like almost like tips over a little bit, but manages to like get it back together. Um, I'm not sure how a robot almost falls, but I have watched those Boston <laughs> Dynamic videos, and I can I can tell you that um, when they kick them, that they are pretty good at that. Um, do you do you all have any like morning rituals as a group? You all have been together for just a few weeks, but you're not quite familiar with each other. Is there anything that, that you all like to do in the morning, or, or are you just kind of like a, a chill group? You're just here to work that kind of situation. Um, Timmy takes a mintat. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, let's get it rolling. Let's, let's do some drugs in the morning. Yeah, pop those mentats. Get that thing rolling. I don't, I don't even know how long those last, but that's what he does. A couple uh, of minutes of clear thinking. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> he started He started that in grad school. Never kicked the habit. It's just, it's just it's part, of, part of his deal. I guess um, I'll just... The actual effect is like re-roll next perception and intelligence test, but if some I guess people I'll just like keep coffee. that in mind. <laughs> some people might smoke a cig. Jimmy? Oh, Timmy Dendron. Timmy, yeah, just... <laughs> my girl is just stretching and checking her equipment that's what she usually does in the morning you know check checks her straps checks her gear uh trying to figure out how this auto act she is in possession of fits into the lore you know things like that mm, i like that uh so at this point a klaxon rings from outside the shack which signals that it's time to report to your station for your shift You'll need to report the locker room uh, for your assignments and clock in very soon. Uh, so would you all like to go clock in for work, or is there anything that you want from your um, sleeping habitat, like taking a mintat or such? All good. All right. So you all exit the bunkhouse and go into the workyard. Uh, there's other small groups that pass by, uh, kind of covered in dirt and soot. Uh, smog is kind of all over the air and it's raising from all the different stacks. Uh, and you all make your way to the fifth facility. It's a large, long brick structure that towers into the sky. As you enter the locker room, a person standing holding a clipboard is making notes. Uh, they're wearing a uh, dirty red shirt and kind of work breeches. And uh, they sport kind of like a, a long beard uh, with a bald head on top. Uh, they're covered in tattoos. Uh, they either group and flag them down and say, hey, my name's Scott, and I'll be your preliminary supervisor for your first few shift. Yin's guys ready to get suited up? Or do Yin's have any questions before we get started? I, I, I just, I don't, I don't think we have enough training. Um, they, I, we, we've, we've, we haven't gone over uh, the, the safety, um, and I I, I, I'm just I'm not comfortable with with starting today. Um, so 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 if I if I could talk uh, to somebody about how um, I, I, I would like to go back through the, the training program, please. Uh, what's what's your name, son? It, it, it's 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 Timmy, uh, Timmy Dindron. Uh, actually, Dr. Timmy Dindron. Uh, Dr. Timmy Dindron. Yeah. Listen, you've done your training. Uh, we don't have any time to waste. Uh, this is, it's pretty important that we get this thing started here in the next like five to 10 minutes. Um, oh, I know oh, that okay. you, you've, you've got your assignment as a grafter. Uh, did you, did you know how to work the torch that you got? They, uh, yeah, they showed me how to use the torch, but it just seems, it just seems really dangerous. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry, kid. You're part of the you're part of the crew. Uh, I'm not really great at pep talks. Uh, maybe one. Is there a leader here? Is there a natural leader in your group? Just stay behind us, Timmy. We'll take care of you. Don't you worry. 
Uh, okay, okay. Build what needs built will be the vanguard. You know what? If you see one of us, you see something go bad, you can run the other direction. Don't even worry about it. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Quick if you say so. for the foreman, though. Uh, this area we're hitting today, uh, is, it a, is it a regular work site or are we going out somewhere new? Now you're doing the steel meal today. Uh, we've just got you set up. Uh, we've had some trouble in the outside, so we're just doing processing today. It's a really simple job. Uh, we just had a crew in there earlier. Um, you're just going to go in there, and we're just going to start making steel. We, we've got we've got the materials. We're just going to you know go through the process, melt it down, make it into the ingots, ship it out. It's really just a a. a uh, easy type of work that's 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 easy to to roll through and uh doesn't require a lot of thought there's not a lot of danger involved uh but you all have had the training so i think you'll be fine so the assaultron steps up with kind of like that soft servo clanking sound that they make and and uh looks at the foreman and uh asks so trouble outside what kind of trouble are we talking about Ah, uh, well, you know, the the fanatics have been kicking up their attacks, and they seem to be a little more well-armed than usual. Uh, it's hard, really, to get any of those raw materials. We're just trying to hold down the plant for now um, and really reinforce it. We really don't want anybody getting in. It's, it's important we protect our own. With all the people that left, uh, you know, a while back for Appalachia, we're cut short for work we wish we got you more training but this is what we're here to do as part of the local 42 and we live and die by our work i ain't gonna lie i think i'd much rather smack a taste out of their mouth and work on some steel today all right listen i guess we we have the crew assigned here i can't go changing crews in the middle of the day that's just not something yins are yins are ready for. Something I'm not comfortable with. So do the work today, and then tomorrow we can look at sending you all out to go collect some resources from the scrapyard, and it'd be fun. All right. If you say so. All right. This is what um, we've been training for. Just point us in the right direction. As Great. soon as Cross realizes that you're going to be like, no, he's going to let out like just this big yawn. <laughs> <laughs> like just uh. uh all right so um he he kind of goes over and, and goes to a little uh, a corner of this room uh, there's kind of a big steel door there's lockers kind of like lying up everywhere it's like a locker room with a big steel door and there's cards in this little receptacle beside the door he pulls out four of them and he takes it over to you and says all right here's your time cards just pop them in the machine, and it'll punch out the time. Once all four of you have punched, though, the doors are going to open, and it's time for work. Once the last ends have punched the cards, doors will close, you're in there for the day. You want the doors to open, you got to have somebody clock out from the inside, and then the doors will only close once all four of you have clocked out together. You got that? Got it. All for one. So the four of you enter the plant floor. The workroom is covered with large presses and furnaces that lie the sign of the building. Several workbenches line the workshop center with steel ingots strewn about in bins. A giant pit sits in the middle 
of the floor as large steel buckets sit on a conveyor belt above the workroom. Scaffolding lines the sides as a means of access to higher elevations of the room. A large steel beam reinforces the roof to carry the large steel buckets without ceiling caving in. The door shuts quickly behind the four of you, and it shakes the buckets above. You hear a rusty, loud creak, and then a ching as a bucket plummets from the ceiling down to the floor. It lands on the ground, crashing and cracking the cement below. As the bucket tips over towards the group, a red liquid trickles out and pulls into the cracks below. You spy a dark red denim covering of what looks like a mangled human body that slowly rolls out. There is a gleaming curved blade implanted in the body. Scott turns to the group. Don't move forward yet. The foundation is unstable, and any work that happens could be very dangerous and cause even more damage. Right now, Gins are the only ones innocent of doing this. I've been suspecting there's foul play for about, and if word uh, gets out too quickly about this, there could there could be a riot uh, or, or worse among our already strained group. <sighs> Uh, Cross, you you were looking for something different to do today, right? Well, I mean, I'm usually one making bodies, not trying to figure out how they came about. Well, it doesn't matter, because uh, I'm changing your work for the day and taking you off this mill duty. You all have the freshest eyes for this. You all are brand new. You all don't have a lot of the connections that I do, not a lot of the opinions and biasness that I do. Uh, I don't want it to impede or have any preconceptions about the situation, but I'm going to need your help to investigate this incident. Uh, excuse me, but we, 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 we were definitely not trained for that. Um, we, we, we were definitely not trained for that. Uh, listen, we live and die by our work, Timmy. That's just that's just a part of, of what it is, and this is the work for the day. And if you don't like it, sorry about it. Okay, if if you if that's what the if that's what the work is for the day. So we done got some fella been stabbed and thrown in a crucible. Is that what I'm looking at here? Uh, that I'm 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 remaining a an absent party from this. You got to make your own preconceptions about this scene. Uh, I tell you what, you all take a take a good gander of everything here. And then I'll clock you out. In order to save on time, I'm going to need you to come back to me by 8 p.m. and tell me exactly what's happened. You can get your, you can collect all, all of your knowledge in here, in this room, in this foundry. And then once you all clock out, I'm closing the doors. Uh, and I'm bringing my team in. And that's when the politics start to play. And I want to keep you all out of that the best I can. So for now, I'd say try to gather some evidence, figure out mm, something that may have gone wrong, look at... But the doors wouldn't open until we clocked out. You're saying you're going to let us out off our work shift, do a different work shift, work on what might have happened here for you, and then you'll clock us out? How do we get out of the room? I'm going to I'm gonna do your top... This is an unusual situation. This is not something that I feel 
particularly one to be involved in, but I'll give you your time cards back. I'm just, I was just here to super, you, this is your first time like really going on your own here. And so I was going to give you your time cards back. And once you got those, you could all clock out. I could have that record of it. So that absolves you of any kind of guilt. I don't want you all to be guilty. Clearly. I, I don't believe you, know, you all did. We don't want to get in trouble. I mean, I think we see what happens to people who don't follow the rules around here. Is this what is this what we can expect? I don't. I don't know whether this was union or some outside interference or, or what. I'm sta- I'm staying out of this. Okay, but you said you suspected there had been some kind of foul play happening. Do you recognize <sighs> the blade? Do you know who this man might be? Or I'll woman? think this is union. Tell. Uh, <laughs> do a do a speech plus charisma check for difficulty one. But. Mm-hmm. So how how the rolls work is you roll a, a special stat plus your skill. So this is charisma from special and speech from your skills. And I gave it a difficulty one. So that means that Janie has to get one success to be successful. Now okay. Jamie rolled uh, Janie rolled a nine and a twenty. Now she she got the success yeah. that she needed, but a twenty. Anytime that there's a twenty in play, it's kind of like opposite mm-hmm. rules. This isn't like D and D where you're like, oh, crit twenty. Yes. Where there's a complication, right? Where there's a complication with it. Um, so you're asking, essentially, you asked uh, Scott, the the kind of crew leader here, um, what exactly, uh, asking about the body, asking if he knew anything foul play-wise, right? Yeah, I was asking if there were, you know, he had mentioned that he thought there was some foul play, he suspected, and then I asked if he recognized, you know, the sword implement, anything about the corpse. <laughs> okay. Um, Scott kind of Scott kind of looks at you, Janie, and uh, says, "On top of the fanatics that have been attacking here, I mean, we had a big a big division in the group for the uh, when really half our workforce left for Appalachia some some time ago. I'm not sure if I fully trust everyone." here um we're we're tight-knit group sure but this is all i mean in the scheme of years fairly new um this is a hard place to be and and we all make a lot of sacrifice to to come together as a team and i think that that sometimes is a hard pill to swallow for some people so i'm i'm not ruling out outside play but it could be one of our own um, I don't want to go accusing anybody. I want you all to be the people that that figure that out and help inform me. That way I'm not biased. I, I don't really know who it could be. Um, and I I don't have any clue what that weapon is. It looks it looks curved in there. Um I I've never seen anything like that before. And that's about all the help I can give you. And I, I'm just feeling I'm 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 feeling real uncomfortable discussing this. So look around a little bit and and come back to me. Well, let I, us not tread any more on your delicate sensibilities. You just head on out, and we'll take a look at. It, okay. I'm gonna stand in the corner here near the door, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll take some notes. Well, you have fun in the corner, taking those uncomfortable notes of yours. Uh, so he he sits in the he's kind of like standing near the door, holding everybody's time cards, uh, taking notes in a clipboard. Uh, you all have got this body in the middle of the floor. Classic um, foreman. 
Classic, classic for Classic. Just in yeah. the corner taking notes on a clipboard. Yeah. Work orders. Who's who's going where? Who's doing what? What times? Um, the uh, so you all have got a body in the middle of the floor with, with a, that's kind of like hanging out of a giant like barrel. You know those barrels from like really the pit in Fallout Three that are kind of like running above. It's empty, but just for this, you know, the blood and and, and the body inside. A steel cauldron. Uh, okay, you're saying body, but it's really just bones and a garment, right? It is like a mangled body, and and it's it's been there for it, it doesn't. You would have to investigate it, I would say, or or look into that situation uh, and try to approach and, and figure that out. But from from where you're standing, it looks kind of like a mangled mess of denim, blood, and the the shining silver sword. Cross would like to disturb the remains. How would Cross like to disturb the remains? Well, uh, that sword looks pretty interesting. Okay, so uh, you approach the body and you see that it's 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 a worker actually covered in denim that's been slashed a few times across the chest. There's blood everywhere, um, and and the sword is actually curved into the body. Um, it's kind of like curved in, um, and you see that there's like a like kind of like a piece of parchment that's been like stabbed through the body, kind of like a, a shish kebab. Okay, so like when we're talking curved sword, are we thinking like? scimitar that type of curved or did somebody just put a lot of english on this thing and like bent uh it is very curved it is like circular almost like a sickle circular okay uh so i know barb's not good at intelligence checks but can she do some sort of check of her memory banks to see if she recognizes what kind of weapon this might be uh, sure, yeah. Do uh, intelligence plus melee weapons for difficulty one. Okay. Intelligence I've, and melee weapons. I have quite a bit in melee. I think I'm going to take that role as well. I have one success. Together. One success? I think that passes. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of recognize this sword. It's it's not exactly a sword. It's more of a farming implement. Mm. Um, you, you think... Barb, you've computed based on the trajectory of the sword and the... You've kind of, like, done a nice little scan of that. Uh, it is indeed a conventional farm sickle. Hmm. Is there a hammer nearby? Uh, there's a ton of hammers nearby. <laughs> oh, there's no. I knew it. So much hammers everywhere. Oh, my Every single God. work... Bit, you know, oh, that's, no. a, that's a difficulty negative one test. There are hammers... <laughs> Oh, dude steel. got CCCP'd. <sighs> yeah, he did. Wow. All right. Um, so well, investigating want... this body okay. a little more, uh, you had said that there's slashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do any of them appear to have been on the back? Like, did he get slashed in the back? Um, do a, um, yeah, do a perception plus melee weapons for difficulty two for me. I will give that a shot. And you hey. do two successes. Very nice. So you Get notice, crit. you notice that the um, that the front has actually three slashes, kind of diagonally, and bam, bam, the bam. and the sickle is kind of like implanted in where his heart would be. But bam, the the slashes really don't look like something a sickle would do, and that's just on the front of him. Um, on the back of him, you don't see any kind of... Uh, you kind of turn him over. Um, 
you don't see any melee weapons being used, like no more slashes. Um, okay. Pr- pretty much anything melee weapons has not been used in his back, just his front. Gotcha. So it doesn't sound like he was blindsided. Like no, no one came up from behind him and, you know, like stuck him in the back or anything. Sounds yeah, like. Yeah, nothing with a melee weapon. Okay. Nothing with a melee weapon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well. That doesn't rule out blunt force trauma or energy or bullets right or anything like that but the overt slashes and then the the slashes on the front don't really match the profile of the sickle is what i'm hearing yeah and and you notice that where the sickle is stuck in there's actually a piece of parchment that his like you can see the blood around it where it's like been impaled like a kebab um, but it is stuck in that sickle, and it looks foreign to the guy's body. Well, Timmy's not going to pull it out. Somebody else is going to have to pull that out. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll I'll pull that. All right. right do you um, do you strength plus melee weapons for difficulty two? Strength melee. Yep. How did I miss that? <laughs> so. Um, God's green earth, did I miss that? Okay. So you go to pull out the sickle um, from this guy's <clears throat> right arm. And by the way, content warning, I generally DM and GM a little bit more gruesome. Um, and that's pretty much the only place that I go is just from the normal gore and violence that you see from Fallout. So when Cross pulls out the sickle from the guy's uh, kind of like right breast, um, he actually pulls too hard and it rips off kind of parts of his flesh and uh, dislocates his entire arm. And now his arm is lying separately from his body. Uh, Cross holds the sickle up in his hand uh, with the piece of parchment steel kind of like impaled upon the sickle, undamaged. Uh, but the guy's body is now um, has a severed arm and pretty much ripped off right chest. Uh, Cross will giggle. Oh, that's one way to do it. <laughs> that's part of it, I suppose. Oops. Um, I'll still try to retrieve the parchment. <laughs> All right, yeah. You retrieve the parchment, uh, and you read the parchment. Um, and then everything hasty- else gets dropped unceremoniously. Like this. <laughs> the parchment reads in hasty and like kind of like hastily drawn script. The sickle man was here. Hey, y'all. Sickle man was here. Okay, well, somebody's into dramatics. Uh, on this this body, now we know it's pretty scarred. Is there is there any recognizable facial features? Like, can we say this person had a beard, didn't, male, female? Like, what can we really tell about it? Anything? You can tell that it is, uh, like, just from, from, like, if you're talking about general features, um, it's, it is a male uh, worker. Um, it looks like they are dressed in their uh, union uniform. Um, if I can give me a second, I can tell you exactly uh, what they're dressed in. And they are wearing a goalkeeper's gear. So they're kind of like, has their, they kind of have like a denim uniform, but they also have their goalkeeper gear on as well. Need to take notes for this okay. session. They were maybe a goalie type. On the crew, like Cross, is what we're saying. Yeah, there's a few we're, different kinds of of jobs that wear goalie armor. Um, 
the we have we have job by the way everybody has jobs uh janie is a grinder and uses an auto axe barb is a grappler that uses a grappling hook cross is the goalie that uses a hockey stick and timmy is a grafter that uses a, a, a like an arc torch um it sounds think, to me if they know sounds to me if they know his role and we could probably identify this man any sign of his hockey stick uh yeah do perception plus melee weapons for difficulty three um can i use one of my ap for this yes all right so i'm gonna roll three d20s and what was intelligence plus melee Mm -hmm. cross your fingers boys uh zero no that was mine you crushed it with four got four yeah i got my ap back (laughs) very nice very nice that is a that is a big thing so Mm -hmm. You actually see um, in kind of like the rafters, you look up and you see a grappling hook that's just kind of stuck up in the rafters of the building above where um, where this body has been. Um, so there is a the only melee weapon that you see in this building is the sickle and the grappling hook um, above. Uh, you said the bucket fell from the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. Can Timmy investigate how the bucket was, I guess, detached or? Yeah. 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 So uh, do a um, perception plus energy weapons for a difficulty two. Two successes. Right, two successes. Nice. That's nice. Uh, so you see that. Hang on. Let me find that detail. Let me find that detail. Where did I find that detail. detail. I've got many a detail here. Uh, so you see that, like, there's connectors for these buckets up top. Um, and uh, there are several places where you can recognize the residue of a laser rifle that's been fired above in the rafters. Um, and so there is one of those uh, of those buckets. Um, the the like side of it, like where it connects in and holds it up, has been like slight. It looks like it had been slightly vaporized, and then probably broke off uh, for it to fall later on. So you recognize several uh, like blasts from a laser rifle up in the rafters. Laser a laser blast and a grappling hook. They're gonna think Barb did it. I do <gasps> think Barb did it. And she's from Appalachia. Where? <laughs> oh no! Well, depending on how long our, it happened. Power saving mode. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> Quick note, though, with the with the uh, energy weapon discharge. If that was there, and that's what you know, hurt the cable, so this fell, it might have had nothing to do with the guy's death if he's not showing any energy weapon burns or marks, right? He's only showing stab wounds. He's not showing any, um, well, he did, well, actually, no, you didn't check him for, um, you only looked at him for melee weapons. Um, you could look at him for more things um, and kind of investigate uh, based on your skills. Um, you could do medicine checks, you could do a few different things to figure that yeah. out. So if you yeah. want to investigate the body, oh, I have, anyone got medicine because we, we might need to. 
It's not tagged, but I have four points of medicine. So Ooh. yeah, can I like Jeez, do it? Can I like very um, cautiously <gasps> look at the body? Yeah, it's very scary. Um, yeah, do a difficulty three perception plus medicine, and I'm going to give you mixed results based on your roll. Okay, no, so you're I, took, get... I took a mintats here, you know. So yeah. I mean, what does this thing do? I can re-roll one of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All right. Um, yeah, drugs. You said difficulty three. All right, uh, perception, medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll think uh, Mintat's going. Okay. All right. right. He's dead. Probably. Okay. Um, Remy just had a panic attack. They were. (laughs) So you actually go to look at the body and, like, you try to, like, pull and look around at this guy. And just from where Cross has, like, completely severed this guy's (laughs) arm freshly, like, you were just really anxious and nervous. And, um, uh, go ahead and roll a combat damage dice for me, and <laughs> you you puke, and that is how much it hurts you, is whatever you roll. Effects are just going to be one damage. Just, um, just roll one dice? One one combat dice, yes, please. Okay. <laughs> you take zero damage, so you managed to save yourself. That was just you know some, some bile from your stomach of, <laughs> oh of trying to investigate that. You kind of like wipe yourself up a little bit, the one thing that you notice after you've kind of gathered yourself is that the guy's feet and legs look a little crooked. Okay. <laughs> you okay there, Cross? Hey, me? Yeah. Yeah. Dendron, you good? He, he doesn't say anything. He's, he's trying to control Janie? himself. Holding up. Well, I... Some people can't hold their homicide, it appears. Ah, it would seem. So Barb is going to try and grapple that grappling hook. Okay. Grapple the grappling hook. She's going to grapple the grappling hook. Okay. Fancy. All right. All right. So Uh, so that would be, I would say, a... Athletics plus m- melee weapons, I think. Well, uh, no, that would be uh, two skills. No, it's two skills. It yeah. would be strength plus melee weapons. Uh, or or difficulty throwing. Zero. She doesn't have a launcher. She does have to throw it. But either way. Yeah, oh, difficulty zero, strength plus melee weapons. Okay. Um, what is the distance on that? Is it a medium distance? Um, It is kind of like right. I mean, the room is, is big, but it's... Uh, it's like right above where the bucket kind of not right above where the bucket is, but kind of like over the side, it's in your general facility. I would say that for a grappling hook, it's close range. Okay. So melee plus weapons, uh, no disadvantage to this one and three successes. So, um, she doesn't exactly grapple it. She uses her offhand and sort of swings the grappling hook and uses it to ping, bounce it off the other grappling hook to knock it loose, and then um, both the grappling hooks uh, fall to the ground. 
I like that. And when that happens, a window is actually uh, shaken a little bit on the side. Um, that's kind of like up above in the in the rafters area where there's like a little catwalk where um, Timmy looked at the at the laser bits up, upstairs. Okay, and and Barb did see that, right? She saw that one of the windows is not secure, basically. Yeah, I'm going to make it an assumed situation where everyone immediately shares information uh, with everyone else. By the way, that way okay. we're not we're not having to go back yeah. and explain exactly, you know, re-explain things a million times. Um, everyone okay. kind of has a collective shared uh, knowledge if you get a success and learn something. Okay, uh, so she's going to go over and she's going to wind up her own, um, like the uh, the reel that's attached to her arm and her grappling hook and reel up her own grappling hook. And then she's gonna go use her other uh, hand to pick up the grappling hook she knocked free um, and do a perception check on that. Sure, uh, yeah, do uh, perception plus melee weapons for difficulty zero. Okay. Perception, just not great. Um, And melee weapons. It, all right, uh, three successes. Yeah, so you see this grappling hook, and this grappling hook is also covered in um, kind of residue from laser rifle fire. Um, and based on the trajectory of where it was from, you could tell that it was coming from the catwalk, the side of it, of how it attacked it. It's not from up above, like... The, the lines are not diagonal of like where it would I, I don't I don't know I've never seen what a laser rifle does but imagine it leaves like a little bit of dust behind you know whenever it fires so it's not up and down on the grappling hook that was in there it's kind of like left and right so it came from a similar level um, that the grappling hook was on so we got some energy burns on this um, don't take this the wrong way Dendron but I think we got to get high <laughs> oh boy I should be able to climb up there if needed, if we think that's where it came from. But just just a quick question. Have we been here long enough that we might know if these weapons were forged locally? Like, is there a way to tell if something was actually made here uh, by the Union? So the grappling hook or the sickle? Like, yeah. Uh, markings, yeah. forge marking, something like that? Yeah. Do, um, hmm. Do, uh, I would say for that, you've been training. So just do like a, mm-hmm. Uh huh. I'm not gonna make you roll for. Let me see what I can what I can dream up for this. I would say uh, perception plus survival for a difficulty zero because this is overall like your survival within the union. Um, and I'm not gonna make you roll energy weapons, small guns, big gun. Like I'm not gonna have you have you go down that list. But I think okay. survival is pretty comparable. Perception plus survival. There you go. You got one success. That's great. Um, so you know that everyone pretty much has standard issue equipment. Some people bring in some extra stuff, but generally the benefit of working at the union is you have a lot more bullets than other people because that's one of the things that you're producing. So fusion cells, plasma cells, that stuff, people that use those weapons in the union are pretty uncommon. Uh, you have never really seen farming equipment be used that often. Um, most of it's either industrial or, or, or um, uh, you know, car equipment um, kind of fabricated around that basic 
farm equipment is not something that you see. So the sickle and somebody using a laser rifle are pretty uh, pretty foreign concepts to the local union people. Okay. So they do so they do both appear to have men here. The sickle maybe not so much. There's no way to really tell. Um Okay. The so, grapple that was uh, retrieved, did it have rope still attached to it or was it just the metal part? Um it had a rope uh sorry, it had a rope attached to it but it was uh, broken. Um there was a loose window, right? Can I yes. look outside the window? Uh, yeah. Do you want to inspect the window? Do you want to look outside the window? What are you What are you trying to do? I guess both. I mean, yeah. If I'm going to go up to the window, I guess check the window to see like is it broken or whatever. But also to see like what is outside the window. Uh, do a perception plus um, energy weapons difficulty zero uh, for looking at the window, and do a. Uh, Perception plus melee weapons difficulty one for looking out the window. And then it was melee weapons for the second one? Yep, melee weapons for the second one. Yeah, you got two successes on both of those. So you notice on this window that the window has actually been broken open in some aspect and then has been hastily used a, a an arc torch that is the... One, like like the one that you have um, has tried to like weld it back together and it didn't take mm-hmm. um, so that the window is still loose and when you look out the window you look down um, actually into the city and it's kind of like it's not in the union compound you're kind of like on the not the outskirt of it but kind of like at the very edge this window is pretty high up the walls are pretty pretty sturdy um, but uh, you kind of look out of the compound and see um a hockey stick uh, below. Okay. Did it look? Uh, does it seem like the grappling hook came in through that window? Is that like what would have? It seems that? like the, the the grappling hook did not come in through that window. It was being used to kind of like m- move through the rafters. Um, to I have, I have a theory about the grappling hook. You tell. Um. So it looks like our victim broke his feet or broke his legs, maybe. And if he was a um, one of the, the grapplers, he would have been wearing the hockey gear as well. So perhaps on his way up to investigate something, um, the rope was shot. He fell down. He broke his legs. Somebody finished the job with the blade. So you think whatever happened, the grappling hook could belong to our victim. Possibly, because it's part of the loadout for a grappler. Barb, can you confirm? Maybe we can't hear you. Can't hear you. Uh, I can confirm that. Um, If I I was a human, which I'm obviously not, uh, I would be wearing, uh, uh, like, heavier gear, goalie gear. Uh, Instead, I just have... um, robot plating uh for obvious reasons but the grappling hook is is standard for a a grappler um the hockey stick isn't though is it possible we could be talking about two separate union members here well let's stick with the let's stick with the victim here 
the victim, victim it we sounds know about. Right. Uh, so um, it's possible they were in some type of pursuit. It sounds like they were probably climbing up their particular grappling hook that whomever was in the rafters had an energy weapon and was trying to shoot it off, like, you know, get rid of it because they weren't aiming down. They were aiming, like, horizontal. Um, at some point, the rope broke, and uh, this guy fell down. Legs broke. Well, it seems um, like the coup de gras was done with the grappling hook. So why would somebody use a an energy weapon and then switch to a literal farm implement to finish the job? Because it was the sickleman. Sickleman. Uh, sickleman. Can I, can I can I try and remember if I know anything about a sickleman, uh, a legend, or or a crime scenes or anything from? Um, Appalachia. Yeah, luck plus survival for difficulty one. Oh, uh, while she rolls, you were talking about someone tried to repair the window. Yes. Did it look like it was done from the inside or the outside? Uh, it was done from the inside. Yeah. Luck yeah, I think I'm starting to feel like possibly our victim was actually trying to escape with some information or something. And then the union didn't quite like that, so they kind of snuffed them out. It's all real weird. Yeah, I rolled zero, so I don't know nothing about no sickle man. <laughs> I don't know nothing about no sickle man. No one thing about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really then their sickle man? <laughs> If someone broke in and was doing something they shouldn't, or if someone was, you know, trying to break out, in, or yeah, it was right. a conspiracy gone wrong with someone letting someone else in, uh, stuff happened and then it went the wrong way for one of them. We really well, these are your doors, they lock behind us. You well, have exactly. to go in That's and out why, as a group. That's why I think out. it's somebody trying to escape out. Right, so, and then that's why somebody was like, oh, we better seal this up, but then they kind of like broke out again, right? So Barb is going to turn around and address the foreman and ask him, uh, have there been any union workers who have gone missing in this warehouse that you know of? That people who have clocked in but never clocked out? Uh, the, um, so the, Scott, the foreman, kind of looks at Barb and says, uh, we don't have anybody missing right now. Everybody's accounted for, but I'm not sure about the last crew that was in here uh when you all are ready to go i can pull their cards and that should give you the names of the crew that was in here i think it was five of them that were in here and their jobs and their names uh and i think if you tell me their names i'll be able to tell you where they are uh but once you leave here i'm not gonna let you back in Hmm. is there any way to tell who this to tell who signed out this grappling hook. Yeah, you would have the name of the, you would have the name of the grappler. You would have their name, their job, and uh, what time they left. If they left. They well, all that, should appear like this fellow left. Yeah, well, they would have to all clock out. They wouldn't have to necessarily all leave, so someone could clock someone else out. Never occurred to me that this could have just happened. I assumed it was an old body. This is interesting. Mm. It's hard to tell with all the radiation and and 
and pollutants in the air, things don't uh, decompose at the same rate they did uh, in pre-war times. Well, fresh is fresh, you know. Uh, I really wouldn't know. It's not my area of expertise. I can tell you if something's rusty or not. But... Actually, wouldn't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I, um... Yeah. How fresh is that arm? <laughs> How fresh is that <laughs> Is it still dripping, DM? How fresh is, is the me? arm? Oh, are, are you asking me how fresh the arm? Yeah, fresh you, is like, the arm. It's a gory <laughs> mess. It's, it it's not like a necrotic body. It's a gory. I, I described it. As I didn't a, ask if it was messy. I asked if it was fresh. It's is fresh. Gonna eat it. It's fresh okay. meat. What do you have? Right. A cannibal perk? Like, oh, but it's, it's on the book. Okay. okay. If okay. anybody has a cannibal perk, most definitely it would be cross. Barb, would you be so kind as to grapple? or attempt to grapple up the hockey stick that is outside of the window? I can try. Um, Good luck. So do I have to grapple to get up to the catwalk, or can I uh, move myself up to the catwalk and then try and grapple outside the window? There's, like, stairs to the catwalk. Like, you can just right. go up the stairs. So, it's navigating um, between all that stuff and getting to the buckets. That's what the grappler um So I've do. got that fun servo balancing on tiptoes, a Saltron thing down as I gingerly uh, ascend the stairs, go over to the catwalk, and I give the frame of the window a push so it opens. How far away is the... Uh, Medium range. Stick? Medium range? I am going to try and use my grappling hook to snag that sucker, and I'm going to use my a I, an AP point on that, too. Sure. Difficulty two. Go ahead. All right. So we're going to go with uh, strength plus, is it going to be throwing or melee? Uh, I'm going to say strength plus throwing if because it's so it's so far away that you're gonna have to throw the grappling hook to get there yep. if it's close i'm gonna have you just do melee weapons okay perfect it it is a uh, medium range i don't need to try and go for a long range so rolling three successes <sighs> three successes yeah. very nice so you managed to grab you throw your grappling hook down <laughs> you get the uh the the hockey stick and you pull it back up the most noticeable thing is that there are uh, there are zip ties that are attached to it um, that are uh, bigger than like them actually like fully tightened on. They have a lot of room for something else. Huh? You don't Maybe see that every day. Something could have been strapped to it and smuggled in with the with the hockey stick. Interesting. I, we're doing all this from in here. I know after we finish investigating the scene, we are going to leave and have time to investigate outside yep. too, correct? Uh, yeah. Essentially outside, uh, the suspects, that kind of stuff. So can Barb take one more scan around uh, from the higher elevation before she heads down with the hockey stick? And uh, I would like to use um, specifically my uh, hazard detection mod while I do that. I'm going to try and look for anything else in this building that could be considered a dangerous hazard uh, to me or to any of the humans in my team. Something that we haven't noted yet, um, just in case there's something, a, a trap or another uh, issue that we might run into while we're looking around. 
Yeah, um, so I'm going to do something a little wild crazy here. I'm going to give you that test for a difficulty five. Oh, damn. Um, and uh, I'm going to allow... Um, so so you're using a hazard mod. So what is the right. rule for using a hazard mod? If you use survival, drop the difficulty by one. Okay. So here's what, here's what I'll allow you to do. I can either drop the difficulty. I'll give you an option. I can either drop the difficulty by one, give you a difficulty four, mm -hmm. and then give you mixed success. Or I can do a difficulty five, give you a mixed success, but allow two people to assist you. I actually call down to my team and say, somebody want to, you guys, can I get two of you to give me a, a second set of eyes up here? Yeah. I mean, Timmy's already up still on the catwalk, so I'll help. So yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to go with the assist. Yeah, so do a difficulty five roll, and then uh, your assists are only 1d20. So who would like to assist um, Barb? I mean, I What type of roll are we making? Right. Uh, it is perception plus survival. Plus survival. Okay. Um, and I'm going to throw three of my AP at this so that I can do two more extra dice, too. Okay. I want well, this to stick. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm looking for eight, so um, I give I got a success for you. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll I'll take a roll there. We're doing. Yeah, help me out, big man. For survival, we'll see. Yeah, it's my eyes aren't great. That's okay. Uh, cross your fingers, You've boys. Hats in your eyes. I've got oh, one success. Dear. Wow. And that a, was and a twenty. Uh, um, you guys should have oh taken boy. your mentats, your morning mentats. Okay. <laughs> I don't do. Where are you gonna put it? Cams, sorry. Oh. Um, but I got so I got a twenty, but I got a two out of five. Yeah, so great. great. It, it's fine. It's a mixed success. There's four details that I could have given you, and so you're only gonna get two of them. Oh. Um, one, uh, the two things that you noticed, one of them being a light blood trail that leads from uh, essentially the catwalk down to a little area on the shop floor that was directly below where the grappling hook was. Mm -hmm. um, you also see, let's see, dented metal pieces in the catwalk, almost like the, the catwalk has been dented by something. It looks like almost like giant feet. Mm. That's what I was uh, Giant feet. Um, so something either a little bit heavier or a little bit harder than most standard humans. Yes. Huh. Well, that's I... really not good. Is there any machinery that would approximate that? I mean, obviously power armor, but like a fork truck or something with, with the blades? I would say that it's more consistent with power armor, super mutants, a large, um, I'll give you that, um, yep. something mm -hmm. large. Um, a like clearly, clearly feet is what you're saying. Yeah. Clearly okay. it looks like some sort of like dent the size of very large feet. Well, I hate to say hey. it, but a combination of power armor and uh, energy weapons uh, tells me that somebody's running around here who most definitely isn't a part of the union. Hmm. Maybe more than one person. 
don't know what the zip ties would be for. Um, uh, possibly to attach the um, hockey stick to somebody's back or to somebody's equipment so that they could leave it behind when they needed to. Or are the zip ties? It. Is there enough? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Never I had been thinking the sickle, but the shape doesn't really match up with it. Like, what would someone mm. smuggle in with a hockey stick that would then be removed? Either a weapon or something else. You could, uh, and this is dark, but you could restrain somebody by zip tying them hand and foot to a hockey stick and just carry them over your shoulder like oh my a. God. Uh, yeah, ba basically like, like a, a yeah, like Return a of the Jedi. Yeah, right. like Return of the Jedi to stick you on a fire somewhere. Yeah, it would explain the easily detachable arms. It honestly would. Maybe. Um. Okay. That's pretty much the last bit of evidence that I'll give you based on that big skill check. Mm. Um. So at this at this time, Scott kind of kind of flags you all down and and says. So what's the, uh, what are some theories? I mean, what are some theories so far that you all, have, you know, Yins have, Yins have figured out as far as uh, what's going on here? You got any theories? Yep. I believe there's been a murder. <laughs> well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> what are you, great. cross of the eyed? How about you say that again? We'll figure out how your eyes cross. It's not the way you speak to your supervisor, son. Why? Why? While they're talking, I ain't talking, your son, pal. I ain't your buddy, son. Barb's gonna walk over and see where that blood trail leads—the one she spotted underneath the grappling hook. Oh, it leads. It led up to the catwalk. Um, to essentially oh. where that window was. It's. It was just a, a line to like up the catwalk. Kind of like it wasn't like a giant like pool, but it was like some like drops of blood. It wasn't like a giant mess of gore like it cross right. wiggling around the fresh arm of the uh victim so um, and was, another thing so it was yeah. one score that told us exactly what we had already figured out okay we never we never like checked the body if it had like anything other than the parchment on it right like had a sickle pockets or anything um can and, we, and she can shows she shows up her claw hand and her grappling hook um not it uh, Scott kind of look, looks at you all and is like, I'm actually, you're running out of time. Uh, you all have spent plenty of time in here looking over stuff. And, uh, if I, I can't, you know, I can't keep you all in here for too long because you all aren't actually doing, doing work. And then if I keep you in here too long with the body, they may think that you already messed with it. And it kind of looks hey, across hey, hey, and he's hey, like, we're on the clock here. He kind of looks at Cross, and he's like, well, "Why are you covered in blood?" <laughs> uh -oh. I don't know. <laughs> I do speech plus charisma for a, a difficulty two. He was removing the murder weapon. Yeah, that's one success. Yeah, he looks. He's like. Cross, did you defile that body in some form or fashion? I mean, no worse than a murderer did. He's kind of, he looks at his clipboard and he's like, God damn it. That's all for now. Tune in next week for more from The Pit.